0: The Law is a White Dog is a podcast series developed for Tulka Festival of Visual Arts 2020. Made during a global pandemic, the series places artists and artworks in dialogue with lawyers, advocates and activists. As a festival of visual art produced in a time of confinement and restriction for many, the podcast series explores unseen dimensions of the artist's work. Julie Morrissey is an Irish poet, academic, critic, and activist. Morrissey's recent book-length project is called Certain Individual Women, which responds to embedded gender biases in Irish society that persist as legal artefacts. Morrissey's poems include lyric sequences and what she describes as documentary legal poetry, constructed from Irish legal texts, including legislation and the constitution. This episode focuses on a poem by Morrissey titled Positions Gendered Male in Bunrochth na Heron, 1937 Constitution of Ireland. It is an incisive close reading of how gender is designated in the most recent edition of the Irish Constitution, what is foregrounded but also what is left out. The 1937 Constitution of Ireland, Bunrochth na Heron, is currently in force, The Constitution has a total of 50 articles and amendments are made by referenda only. Men are referred to within the first paragraph of the preamble to the Constitution, whereas the first reference to women appears at Article 41. This Article 41 refers to fundamental rights in relation to woman's life within the home. The most recent referendum in Ireland was in May 2018 and removed the Eighth Amendment, which referred to the equal right to life of the mother and the unborn. In this episode, we first hear from legal scholar Maraith Enright, who introduces Morrissey's poem. Maraith is Reader in Feminist Legal Studies at the University of Birmingham and works on issues in reproductive justice, law and religion and feminist legal theory.
1: Positions Gendered Male in Bunrupth na is a docupoem in that Julie Morrissey reproduces elements of a document she did not write, that none of us wrote, though we are considered to stand somehow as its authors. By erasing the bulk of the Irish constitutional text, Morrissey leaves behind a scattering of references, 110 to Positions Gendered Male and 7 to those gendered female. Those gendered males seem to be public, actively associated with lawmaking, office and power. Those gendered female are mostly private, domestic, familial and relational, supporting the state, but denied access to its offices. This work reminded me in some ways of the book-length poem Zong, and there the lawyer and poet Nerbese Philip makes something new out of an old judgement applying contract law to the deliberate murder of a group of enslaved people. She writes that at first she turned to the law thinking it would be certain, objective and predictable it would cut through the emotions like a laser. In the process of writing, however, she finds that law is the untold story that tells itself by not telling. And Philip knows, as Morrissey knows, that legal language holds harmful secrets. Legal language, constitutional language, orders and makes rational what might otherwise be unacceptable or at least contestable. The grammar of legal texts orders relationships between its subjects. Its descriptions and especially its words for persons, favour broad categories – men and women, he's and she's, widows, workers and orphans – which are often aloof from people's lived experiences of inhabiting those categories. There are some kinds of language that legal text rarely encompasses or allows, despite our best efforts at expansive interpretation. The Irish constitutional text, as Morrissey shows, draws on a clear gender binary. Other ways of being can struggle to appear – And so mining law for poetry means working with limitation and constraint. All of this means that even if the legal text parallels the oppressive experience of those it regulates, acknowledgement of that oppression is carefully buried. To unearth the story of oppression running beneath the law requires a hacking of or hacking at the text. Morrissey uses whiteout or blackout, leaving behind only key verbs, nouns and pronouns. Nicole Gervasio calls this technique redactive reading, and we know intimately in Ireland, from the work of adopted people and survivors struggling to access their institutional records, how the power to redact is the power to control the story a legal document can tell. In Morrissey's redacted constitution, the remaining mutilated and repeated fragments allow us to focus on a current running underneath the legal text. That current is incomplete, it's deliberately ruptured, Julie Morrissey might prefer to say interrupted. And that interruption requires us to dwell with and puzzle over the new unfamiliar space where text has been removed. What happens if you set aside the elegant, over negotiated, slow constitutional language that naturalises relationships between masculinity and legal power? Another lawyer might remind us that through the process of amendment, The constitution, though rarely, permits us to create gaps in its text, but this is a tightly controlled process. When we sought to remove the Eighth Amendment, the prohibition on abortion from the constitution, we were warned that chaotic uncertainty might result. What Morrissey does to the constitution is much more explosive. By the time she's done with the Bunrukth, there is more white space than anything else, fragile clusters of masculinity and femininity unmoored from any explicit organising law. At first glance, you're confronted with a remainder, this starkly gendered, neatly patriarchal language of Irish fundamental law set out in the order in which the poet found it. Your eye is drawn to the blank space, and this is more than a silence. It's an unstable, unsettled space in between silence and the inadequate but established language of the law. I read somewhere that as a law student Julie Morrissey learned the constitution by heart and so perhaps for her the space in between resonates with some of the missing original words. I was never so diligent myself and so the gaps for me are just that. Morrissey does not tell us how to fill the spaces she's created. The constitution is decomposed, not yet collapsed but not reassembled. She does not attempt repair and whereas law's role is often to set boundaries and offer closure, Morrissey is here used law to produce an open text which invites participation from the reader. Perhaps by creating all that blank space, prizing those male and female subjects out of the grip of forbidding legal language all around them, Morrissey generates new opportunities to address the Bonrocks' gender problems. At the same time, she doesn't seize that opportunity for herself. She resists the temptation to fill the gaps with other languages, to prescribe idealistic or satirical alternatives, to write a counter law. And that withdrawal, or maybe that refusal, is important. The challenge is to sit down with the empty space, to enjoy the legal uncertainty we were so often warned against, and to consider responses of our own.
0: Morrissey's poem exists in multiple forms in the Laws of White Dog programme on the printed page of the book, as enlarged vinyl lettering on the walls of the gallery so that it surrounds a viewer, and as a recorded reading brought to life through her own speech.
2: Positions Gendered Male in Bunrock na 1937, Constitution of Ireland President, member of either house of the Oireachtas, Chairman of Dáil Éireann, Taoiseach, Attorney General, Member of Council of State, Comptroller and Auditor General, Judge, Worker. Positions gendered female in bunrock naharan 1937, Constitution of Ireland. Mother. Widow, worker. There are 110 references in the Irish Constitution to him, his, man. All actions, both of men and states. Our fathers, he enters, his office, his election, his seat, his office, his election his predecessor, his office, his term, his absolute discretion. Done by him, his office, exercisable and performable by him. He shall act, his absolute, performable by him, his death, conferred on him, his first seat, He resigns, his nomination, in his opinion. His certificate, he shall appoint, promulgation by him. By him, to him, to him, by him. His direction, to him, under his supervision, for his signature. To him pronounce his decision, his decision he shall inform under his hand for his signature by him as a law. He shall under his hand placing his resignation, to him his appointment, his ceasing to retain. On him, to him, his duties, by him, his hand, his absolute discretion. He may think fit, he was appointed, his office, his resignation. To him, his hand, by him, as he shall determine, heard by him, his removal, send him a copy, his hand, his duties, his appointment, his office, send him a copy, under his hand, his personal liberty, he is, he is not available, his name. Article 45.2 The state shall, in particular, direct its policy towards securing that citizens, all of whom men and women equally, all of whom men and women equally, all of whom men and women equally. There are seven references in the Irish Constitution to women. 1. Her life within the home. 2. Woman gives to the state a support without which the common good cannot be achieved. 3. Capable of forming his or her own views. 4. Men and women equally. 5. The support of the infirm, the widow, the orphan, the aged. Six, the strength and health of workers, men and women. Seven, to ensure that mothers shall not be obliged by economic necessity to engage in labour to the neglect of their duties in the home. Mother, widow, worker, Mother Widow Worker.
0: The Low is a White Dog podcast series was commissioned by the Tulka Festival of Visual Arts, curated in twenty twenty by Sarah Brown. Produced by Orla Higgins and Sarah Brown, Reflection by Marie Enright. Reading by Julie Morrissey. Introduction narrated by Orla Higgins. Editor Alan Meany, Music by Rory Pilgrim.